table. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWEAM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on, y'all? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Call in 404-603-8770. Once again, 404-603-8770 is the number to call in. We're also live on Periscope as well as Facebook. Uh, as we get into our list of topics for today, we're going to start the show off with uh, NASCAR. Then after that, we'll get into some uh, Major League Baseball. A couple of people have backed out of deciding to attend spring training. We finally got a date set. One person like, I got my ring already. (laughs) Right. Just got it, too. Yeah, yeah. Ain't even came in yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. (laughs) Uh, Baseball has finally decided to set a date once again. We talked about it a little bit last week and predicting it, when that date would occur, and it it happened just like was predicted. Y'all had the dates right. Right. (laughs) I I stuck to my 80% to to 80%. Baseball got to have that money. What you kind of seeing now, not just baseball, but the trickle-down effect is, you know, is the fear of COVID mm-hmm. going to be enough to outweigh the the money? The money, basically. But, you know, no one's going to get their full, right? They, they, no. They, they, you know, no one. Uh, so it's, 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 it's. The cause and effect, right? Everybody trying, to, everybody trying to figure that out, and it's, um, you know, NBA as well. We'll see. Uh, Every time you turn around, everybody, somebody else has five, six people got it. You know, not just the players, but team it's, or or. It's doctors. funny that the uh, NBA said, "Yeah, we tested everyone, and sixteen players have it." Uh, we've counted. If we, if you count how many players had it from when it started, it's like thirty players. Yeah. And it might be more than that. It was one for every team. Pretty much. Yeah. And so one for every average team. Average one per one team. Per team. So um, it's. <laughs> Even WNBA play, players. And maybe I would be a little bit more optimistic. I mean, they're going to have it, but I'd be a little bit more optimistic about the safety. If they just wasn't going to high areas, like you going to Florida, Florida or Arizona where. Florida's you know, becoming the separate. Second epicenter behind yeah, they New gonna, York. They're going to be looking like... Well, I think they overtook them this past yeah, week. Yeah, they had to. They're more yeah, Texas. because they had yeah. more cases in one day. They beat their own record, yeah. as a matter of fact. It was 9,000 cases, Texas and, Texas and Florida talking about hold my beer every day. <laughs> <laughs> Can they just go to... I mean, even though I make fun of them all the time, Utah, there's, no, there's nobody out there. North Dakota. <laughs> exactly. Idaho. South Dakota. It's not cool. Maybe they don't. Wyoming. Have, they don't have. They don't have beaches in in Idaho and 
Probably wouldn't need to be. I don't get in no Wyoming. trouble. Wyoming, you know, go to Helena. Kanye <laughs> records his albums <laughs> in, in <Yeah>. Wyoming. <laughs> so you know, they need, be you think it'd be there. more spread out? You know, they less. Can, they could use the money. I mean, you're only gonna have 15. With, well, the basketball, you're not gonna have nobody in the in the arena. So you know, it's gonna be yeah. family members and you no. Know, so oh. why not? pick a place that's or you less go to densely popular. Yeah, or you go to those places you go to there because if I'm not mistaken, some of them don't care anyway. <laughs> do, you, do you wonder if that was ever thought about as far as like, let's go to a place where it's spread out to where it's, it's not it, it's not a high population. They're going to Disney World for what? People can't go to the games. They, they're going to Disney World because ESPN. ESPN, that's the Disney yeah. family. Well, ESPN needs to go out to Wyoming and, and, and North and Dakota. It's probably, and it's probably not. So on that side, it's probably easier, obviously, all jokes aside, it's easier for but they don't television. Have the, they don't have the facilities. That's the That too, thing. yeah. They got a gym. Not an arena. Right. They have a gym. <laughs> and a lot of those places. Look, games can be uh, broadcast on iPhones and iPads This now. is true. Yeah. No, no. I, I, right. I'm not saying it can't be, but at the end of the day, Lodging, they oh, would. Yeah, I guess that would be the other thing. Where, how do you handle the lodging? That means so. outhouse. They got Motel Sixes <laughs> out there in those places. At least you'll get all the hate mail right. from the middle of the country. <laughs> hit, hit up. WWW. I said at least right. <laughs> hey, look, if they got Four Seasons and and Waldorf mm-hmm. Astoria's out there. Hey, I'm sure the NBA would would love to to use those. You know, they got to stay in the best places. Look this up, oh, and so we gonna go to all the side. Name three, say three states. You gonna go with North and North South Dakota? Yeah, I go Wyoming. They all go, Id- all go right Idaho. There. Right. Tell me how many. I'm not. We're not, we're not gonna go word off a story, but we're gonna go high end. What's that? What's uh um Four Seasons? Four Seasons. Uh, that's normally where they stay. What's the other one? Um. Oh, no, nah, I can't call none of them. Marriott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Certain Marriott. Cert, the, the high-end Marriott. Um, JW Marriott. J- yeah, yeah. Tell me how many of those are in those four states. I- All right. I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> and now to answer your question of why they ain't picking. <laughs> so let's go back to NASCAR. Last week, we saw the outpouring of support that Bubba Wallace got from his own drivers, especially Richard Petty, 82-year-old um, owner of uh, the 43 car, has not left his house to attend any races because of the pandemic, but decided to come out and show his support for Bubba Wallace because there was a noose found in his garage on Sunday evening. We fast forward a little bit, FBI conducted their investigation. They released a picture this past Friday about the noose. It was a noose, but Bubba Wallace is still getting the backlash from it even though it's been reported by the FBI. He didn't know about it. He wasn't informed until later that there was a noose in the garage, which was there, put there before assignments were made to the different drivers as to what garages they would have at Talladega. And NASCAR was quick to immediately intervene and question whether or not it was a hate crime. And of course, you're getting a backlash from a lot of people because they acted preeminently and it was found out to be not a hate crime. Although it's still, let me reiterate reiterate again, it was a noose. 
that was in Bubba Wallace's garage Only that was his. found by his crew chief. Only in his. Out of the 1,196 <laughs> tracks around the U.S., that's where that one was found in Alabama after they had a little backstory to that as well, had just made the announcement that the Confederate flag in any form would not be supported at any of the NASCAR races or events. And once again, this was something that was put in place in 2015, but it was loosely enforced. And now because of the social climate that we're in, they made it very hard to say, I mean, they made it uh, very hard to say that, you know, that we're gonna enforce this here and there. It was more demonstrative, like this is gonna be done, this is it. They, it won't happen anymore. We're going to monitor it. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know me, I, I'm going to pat out, pat us on our backs <coughs> a little bit. So a few weeks back when all this, you know, every, all the movement started and everything and, you know, everyone started, you know, having strong stances as far as um, being inclusive and yeah. NASCAR made one of the strongest statements out of all the, the, the big five, the power five, all the, the major sports as far as, you know, Black Lives Matters, again, about the Confederate flag, even though it's on the books, but actually enforcing it, um, things of that nature. And, you know, we made the comments that <clears throat> um, if you're going to do it, you got to, you got to, you got to pivot, pivot hard. And it's not about words, but it's about action. Actions. And you got to keep, you know, because NASCAR in particular, their past, not so long past, all is, is murky, you know what I mean, to say the least. Um, so I'm going to call a few names out. So hats off to Bomani, Bomani Jones um, having a conversation with Will Kane. Um, and I, you can go to Twitter. I tweeted it to our accounts and whatnot. You have people out there, and Will Kane is one of them, um, who would like to departmentalize scenarios and situations. I think people do it a lot, but especially when it comes to race relations and things of that nature. So I made the comment, Will Kane is one of those individuals who will, because at one point in time, slavery was legal, they don't want to talk about it until it became illegal. illegal. Right. So in this case with NASCAR, we just talked about their past. 2015 has been on the books, but they ain't enforced it for five, years. For five years. So that, So just that alone lets you know, you know, they tiptoed around it for a while. Just that. As long as it wasn't Affecting directly in your face. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So um, you, they, you, now, okay, I give it to you. They came out. They made the comment about it being a hate crime. It was shown. It, it was proven. Quote, to, to the basically, it wasn't a hate crime. It wasn't a hate. Crime. You know what I mean? Because you know, for whatever reason. And what, that's the one thing that the president Steve Phelps mentioned. He said that he doesn't regret acting quickly. He doesn't regret informing Bubba Wallace. He didn't regret anything except he probably, he said, I probably should have said alleged. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. A crime had probably, a crime had, 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 has had, probably been, been committed. committed. Instead the, of just jumping out there and yeah. saying this was a hate crime and this was it without getting all the facts. So, okay. Which, uh, that's, I, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tighten this bullet real nice <laughs> for you real quick. So, granted, not a hate crime. We agree to that. Not a problem. But to say, but now you want to ignore the reason why they came out so hard with the right. hate crime, because it's a culture, a subculture, to you know guys putting nooses, you mm -hmm. know maybe maybe making jokes that that um, that 
the two things to scare black people yeah. in the South back in the day and anywhere was a burning cross yeah, and, a noose. And, and a noose. Yeah, something if you found those yeah. in your yard or your place of work mm-hmm. or whatever, that meant we were going to kill yeah. you. So the reason why I feel that they understand this subculture that they have going on in their world is they would not have stood solidarity with, with him, him four days later to walk down. That lets you know. And I'll give you an example. So we all, me and you, we have daughters. There's this thing called locker room talk. There's things that happen in the locker room that are said or whatnot that for the most part, we probably wouldn't want to say it in front of our mothers. We wouldn't want to say it in front of our girlfriends or our wives. We definitely wouldn't want to say it in front of our daughters, but we know it's said. And every once in a while, something gets leaked out that, you know, you have to address. And so when that when that gets leaked out, you got two choices. You either stand behind what was said or you condemn what was said. And so this is no different. So an underbelly of their culture in NASCAR, we have someone coming on, you know what I mean, that may be yeah. able to explain and add more light to it. But everybody I've heard that's called in and talked, one admitted it was a noose and also admits that, you know, you have guys on the pit crews and all that kind of stuff. They come from a different world. To, to a degree so what they don't what i might feel or what they what i might feel as being insensitive in their world it's, it's it, not a, it's not it's it's regular day it goes on and you that's know what the I mean? thing if it was there before the assignments and everything how can you not say that's a noose it, it's not a pulley to help you to pull the garage down easier which all the rest of them just had a rope or you can just simply tie a simple knot just something to grab on to pull down to you don't make a sophisticated knot. I don't care how long it takes you to make it. And who would only allow that to stay? Yeah, it, that, it was the only one and the only, only one. It could be different if only, I find five of them or whatever. Right, but it's I, the only one. Only one. And for the moment, this is why we said and last week And then, of course, we there was, was a noose found in Sonoma, which is out in California. Mm-hmm. That was hung outside the racetrack. So, so, again, you understand when you make a noose, what that yeah. represents. Yeah. yeah, you're not making a Boy Scout talk. Uh, right. <laughs> you're not getting a merit badge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so, was not to say, oh, look, I made my merit badge. That's so it. You have people like Will Kim, keep calling his name, <laughs> who wants to just hang on the fact that they came out and calling it a hate crime and it wind up not being one, but they don't want to have a discussion about the subculture, if not just in NASCAR, but also in a lot of the regional areas that NASCAR performs in. You know what I mean? So their races are in South Carolina, in Georgia. Uh, you know, Texas, right. um, Florida, so you know, c- certain areas where that is part of the subculture. You can't say that a lot of your, a lot of your um, people who view have strong feelings when it comes to the Confederate flag because you wouldn't mm-hmm. have people flying, the, uh, spending good money to fly a, a, a airplane with a sign saying defund NASCAR. Right. So, <laughs> you know, you just can't ignore those things and you have people that want to hop on it because for a lot of folks, it is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable to look in the mirror. And that's why I said about the locker room talk. You know, there are times where things come out that you have to look in the, look look yourself in, in the mirror and, you know, right. and say, hey, you know, have I been a part of <clears throat> that type of, that type of talk and speech and, you know, I need to correct myself. I'm just glad that NASCAR said that they will follow the same protocol if they had to do it all over again. And they're learning. Yes. You can't erase something that, like you said, if that's been the culture for so many years, overnight, 
at a snap of the finger. It it's not just going to automatically change and everything is great again. It's going to take some time and it's going to take situations like this. And, for some and expect people, some situations going yeah, forward as some well. some people may not. You know, you look at older <laughs> people, you know, they say it's hard can't just teach an old dog new, new tricks. tricks. <laughs> so, you know, you got some folks that just won't get it. And you got to deal with them accordingly. You you know what I mean? Young and old. So it's um I have no problem with NASCAR. I just have a problem with some of the um and the other thing that that, that got me riled up was <clears throat> I, you got it wrong, you meant you got it wrong, but you know what? No one lost their job in this. <laughs> you know what? No one lost no one lost their public persona in this. You yeah. know, most times when people come out with accusations, you lose something. Right. No matter what it is. So, for these individuals, Will Kane fussing about the media and stuff being wrong, <laughs> no one lost anything. That, but it wasn't that's the media, problematic though. because what that's right. Like that, he focused so much on much on that they were <clears> wrong, <throat> not that. Hey, it looked like that, so it was investigated as right. if that's it what was. happened. Yeah. And if that's not what happened, okay, we we move on. A duck is a duck but, is a duck, and every once in a while, it's a platypus. You know what I mean? <laughs> but because it's not a duck, that means ducks don't exist. Yes. that's And that's why I use the example. Some people, like him, only want to talk about it whenever it became illegal <laughs> and not the ramifications right. when it, you and know. It, and they, I don't understand, also, Will, it was like with this mad rush to judgment and the media putting out stuff. Can you imagine... We'll say September 17, 2001, there's a suspicious package at a terminal in the airport. You what would what would happen if on September 17, 2001, there was a suspicious package at an airport terminal? Oh, we evacuation. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Bring it in. So the, would you the, be upset if you missed your flight? Oh. Would you be upset if you missed your flight? I would understand. Or you got no. redirected. I, I would no, I would be upset. But I, I would understand. You would understand. A logical person would understand, you know what? We just had two buildings fall Fuck, down. Thank you. And so anything that's going on right now, you're going to be on high, high alert. Exactly. So for NASCAR, they just made this They made this decision. They just had somebody <clears> fly a, a, plane a plane over defund, there from a defund NASCAR. NASCAR. Who knows? We had some no-name driver, but he's not the only one. He just publicly came out and said it. You know what? I don't agree, and I'm not going to well, race or whatever. Well, there was one um, track owner who had ropes for sale called Bubba Ropes. See, I didn't. So, so you <laughs> like, have. You're promoting this by saying there's, matter of fact, the price was $9.99 for a Bubba Rope, which is which in effect was a noose. Yeah. So you, you have to <clears> address, <throat> you have to come hard immediately. Right. With, with these you things. Would, you would shut that whole terminal, maybe the whole airport, reroute yeah, everything. The whole airport. But Planes you know, like to you said, you might be like, it's an inconvenience, but it's worth it because you don't know what had just yeah. taken place less than a week and later. And it was six months to a year before they came up, if I could be wrong with this, before they came up with the color code. Yeah. When they, when they went from, you know, what blue, green, yellow, orange, red, you know. Alerts. But that wasn't immediately. So everything for, for the short future after what happened to, to your, your example was hard. You, yeah. You, you you go past <laughs> this point, you getting tackled, you know, like I said, a package, anything out of order, we pulling the fire along. We so, going to make sure. I'm pretty sure that if there was a specific, uh, a, a suspicious package that was found and they found out that, oh, it was just somebody who, you know, left their item, which you're not supposed to do, obviously, behind or whatever. I don't think people would rush and condemn the airport yeah, for shutting stuff down. That's it. They would be upset. 
Once they find out that it was a false alarm and you missed the flight. But even the people on the other side, wherever you're trying to go, it'd be like, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? So get this. Don't, That's don't. the thing. So get this in NASCAR that they were preemptive and was like, hey, for all intents and purposes, this seems like a hate crime. And I'm glad, so you, brought, do this. And I'm glad you brought the airport up. Because <laughs> only certain people got upset being inconvenienced by being packed down. I got pat down before 9/11. <laughs> even when it was when it was when it was allowed to go to the terminal and pick people up, I got patted down. So it's it's only certain people who have never, when they bubble gets rubbed or they got to step outside their bubble because they never had to do it their whole life, are the only ones who are like you know who react like Will King. <laughs> uh, going forward, I, I again I still think that there will be a couple more incidents. Unfortunately, I mean, this is, again, this is not going to be something that's immediately done and solved. But the way NASCAR has decided to handle it, <clears throat> I think there will be fewer incidents going forward because they're taking the no-nonsense type approach now. Definitely. I'm saying we're going to stop this and root it out as much as possible before it gets started. Definitely fewer incidents going on internally. Well, you can't stop people on, on outside. Outside, right, right, outside right, right. going to be interested in how yeah, they yeah, deal yeah. with fans that are going to still want to come and put flags up. That'll be interesting to see how they handle that or whatnot. But internal, because we all know this is internal. It happened at the garage, and we all said it. Well, you know, and that's and I still want the FBI to say, when did it get there? Who thought, put it there? I think they said. I thought they said nine months. I thought I thought they gave a but who put it there? If you no, got they're cameras, gonna, they're not gonna do that. If you got cameras, they, that, to, they're gonna take care to of that. When it was there. they're gonna take care of that eternal. So that person is gone from NASCAR. Yeah, and, and but we'll never know we'll who never that person know. is. We'll never know. But that message got sent throughout. Or, or I mean, it may not be somebody in NASCAR. It could be somebody at the Talladega the, track. The, yeah, yeah, itself. yeah. Within the pit crew or, or who handles the cars and all that kind of stuff. That that we know for sure. Got handled, you know. Everybody at NASCAR know who it is. <laughs> you know, like if you had a job and they call that meeting, you start so whispering. They, around. they call they call a meeting with HR and they start having a conversation. They don't never say the person's name. They they can't legally, but everybody know who they, who's being talked about. Same thing here. That's again. That's why to me, why the drivers understood immediately why they had to show favor because they know what their subculture is like. They know what goes on. They know what the the, the the good old boys, you know. I mean, you heard somebody say how, that how they go about their business. That this was a that NASCAR has been an entity that allowed for people to come in with with their Confederate flags and knowing what it meant, but allowing that because they didn't want to turn them away as fans. And now they they're trying to change that culture. And they have some they have some uh, monetary incentives. Again, yeah. you got you got corporations who are saying, you know what, we're doing X Y Z within NASCAR our branding. NASCAR is the biggest yeah. sponsored sport there is. Yeah. It's all about sponsorship. Yeah. So Tide or Cheerios or whoever it is are saying, listen, we're doing certain things within our corporation to show uh, we're inclusive. I can't put my 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 brand on your car and ride it around uh, the track. Yeah, and a, you, you a, a, have a track a... full of a. Uh, Confederate flag. You have a driver who, I don't know, is he the face? Well, he, right, right, as of right now, he's the face of the sport. He's no. I, I would say, I would say, there's, there's not, unlike maybe, 
I won't put him in a Dale Jr. You know. Yeah, I'm not saying he's that. I'm not saying he's that. No, he's the face. I'm not. I mean, what what I'm going to say is he's only this only his third year, if I can remember. NASCAR has the same. He's still considered a rookie, so to speak. I I won't call it a problem, but NASCAR has got the same situation that PGA has. There's multiple guys who carry them, who carry the the, the the mantle. You know what I mean? So yeah, people know Bubba. People know um, people know um, what's the young gun? Um, uh, Chase. You talking about Chase Elliott? Chase Elliott. No, no. Yeah. Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. You know. Kevin Harvick. There's but there's nobody who's like there's nobody who's who's pushing the needle like Dale. You know Dale Junior and Senior did. Jeff or, Gordon. You know and people. Jimmy Johnson. But, but Jimmy, Johnson, he's falling. He's he, not falling off. He's getting older. He's about, he's to, getting he about older. to walk away. Yeah. So the young guns, they got a few guys. You know, they got a few guys that that really carry the mantle right now. Actually, a lot of times for avid people, like I would say for like me and you, I'm more interested in the owners, Joe Gibbs Racing, and you know what I mean, Stuart Hendrick Haas, and Hendrick, Hendrick or whatever. I'm more interested in that than I am particularly the actual driver. So NASCAR has, a, a you know, they're trying to figure out. One who might carry the mantle, but no one's winning consistently to carry the mantle like that. But and, I don't think it will be. It will be, yeah. And two, I need, I need. If that's the case, I need multiple guys to carry. That means I need multiple people, multiple sponsors. I need everybody on the same page. And so if I got all my sponsors doing, you know, advertising and and turning their social media pages and things of that nature into in the to be inclusive, I can't have. Sixty percent of my people at the race, and one of the things <laughs> is, you know, Kyle Busch, he just wrecked um, yesterday at uh, Pocono. So here is your defending champion hasn't won a race yet this year. I don't think, if I'm correct, someone correct, I don't think he's even gotten a playoff point yet. So, so you know, that makes it hard when your defending champ is not having a good year. Yeah, yeah. It would be the same as. Kawhi having a bad year right now. It's yeah. hard to promote a champion when they're struggling or and they haven't or hurt and right. They haven't, they haven't had a decent year so far, and that's what's going to make it tough for NASCAR. That's why you have to have a slew of drivers that can race well, so that there is more competition in yeah. the sport. And you know, speaking of, shout out to Denny Hamlin who won at Pocono yesterday. No surprise there. I want to say that was his. Six time winning at Pocono, he he's used to it, so he of course is automatically into the uh, championship. Kind of cool when he was coming about down the um, the last lap, and well, after he took his victory lap, kind of spent out and started looked like he was facing the drivers. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I run this. This is my track. Doing it. Gone in sixty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> right at that point, and. Going forward, it'll be interesting to see if they're going to allow some fans to come in again. They didn't have any at Pocono, but they did at uh, Dega. And going forward, I expect them to have a few more fans, but not as many, so that they can try and reduce the amount of outside situations that could take place as far as you know a noose or well it'll be well the the less people now it'll be a training ground for them on how do you you know how do you go about dealing with those situations or crowd control and then you also need to kind of worry you still got to worry about covid so you know um so they got all three of those things coming coming at them at the same time i I wanted to ask you something like i know it's not it's not nascar it's it's the indy or formula one or i'm not sure what's part of it 
with the Indy 500 coming, uh, they're still going to be at half capacity. Half capacity. Which is still 125,000 people. Is that, do you think that's safe? You know. (laughs) (laughs) No. But see, this is the, you use the word safe. Is it safe for whom? Is it the safest possible way to have people there? Or is it the safest not to promote the pandemic to continue? That word safe is subjective because your definition of safe is I need 25%. I want to make sure that there's, you know, every fifth person is separated. And I want to make sure that even like the bathrooms, like those are not overstocked and people are waiting that type of thing. Yeah. So that would be the, the situation. Hello, we got a call on the line? Yeah, what's going on, brothers? This is a long time no hear from you. How you doing? It's Tyreek. What's going oh, on? Man? What's going on, sir? You like you like you like how I switched up the voice on you. You actually I thought know, I was some I unknown caller. <laughs> FBI. I know, right? <laughs> Everybody can stand down. Nobody's doing the warrant check. It's okay. <laughs> How you been? I'm good. I'm good, man. Just up here working, man. I, I've been trying to, you know, catch up with you guys to give you a call to see how y'all doing, see if y'all safe down there. All right, we just talking about it, man. Everybody's good. I mean, we need to ask about you because you was in the episode right. up there in New York. Oh, I mean, everybody everybody is good so far. I mean, at the hospital, the numbers and everything is down. Uh, right now, the, the focus is shifted back towards the south because I hear the cases are getting ridiculous out there in Florida. And we, the, and we, wide the Midwest. Open, we wide open down here, man. We, You know what I mean? It's, uh, what, what Country Wayne say, Georgia is wide open. <laughs> we, we, so the problem, the problem down here is basically... Up there, you all had a full shutdown, right? Yeah. Right. And then y'all also got to see things happen right up close. You you knew that the refrigerator truck was riding around with bodies. With, with bodies. You know, there were things that could not be, uh, you know, turned away. Like, oh, y'all just make stuff You can't up. gloss over yeah, certain yeah. things. Y- y'all y'all yeah. seen it. Down here yeah, in the I, South, I, I, it, it's now I think people are kind of, getting the picture but it's you know it might be a little too late because now i was just uh telling don off air i was like i talked to like four people over the weekend and three out of four knew someone they were all quarantined because they have come across somebody that you know that have it so you know now here now you know but this is too little too late because we never really shut down to begin with and then when we did for 30 days and when we came back, we came back full throttle. You know, it right. wasn't. So, um, unfortunately, people never got the, you know, people never um, but it, let's got the be fullest honest. thing. You know, <clears throat> or the it wasn't about, it wasn't about the number of cases. It was about, and Tyree, you can speak to this. It was about the overwhelming number of people in the hospital and in healthcare that couldn't sustain the amount of cases. Right. I mean, for the, for the most part, what was happening was as there there was cases that were coming in, and they weren't we weren't sure as to what 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 the actual situation was. And then when we turned around and be and was able to put a finger on it, you know, everything just you know was overwhelming. I mean, we 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 had a a bunch of people up here that turned around and and got 
you know, positive results and, and everything just, you know, went down for them from from that moment forth. I mean, we had I've personally had a couple of individuals that I know and work with that um, that passed away. And the crazy thing is, is that I was just speaking to them the previous week and we were making plans to do things, you know, as it pertains to the hospital and so on and so forth. And to, to get the news that they turned around and passed away, it, it, it was definitely overwhelming. Right. Sorry to hear so, that. So, I mean, the, yeah, thank you, thank you. I mean, but, you know, for the most part, you know, did a good job with, with the quarantine. And, you know, you, you guys, Mayor, she, she's doing a good job making sure that everyone is, is staying focused and not running out there, you know, Mayor Bottoms. And, she's, know, trying. She's, she's trying. Got, yeah, she's she, trying. Yeah, she's trying. She's trying. Like I, I got yeah. nothing against people her. People are still grown at the yeah, end of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she's trying. So, but you I, know, and, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. You know, you got individuals like Killer Mike that's, that's, that's making it hard when he turn around and post up those pictures of that food truck. You know, he, he got. I'm, I'm ready to come down there. You know, I'm, getting, I'm ready. To show, I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to show my bubble wallet skills on, on on the on the highway and come on down there and get some of that some of that food, man. You, got, you know. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's it's you know, we all have to make an adjustment, and it's, for some people, it's a lot harder than others. Um, but you know, as this continues to go, like I said again, me and Don were talking about before we came on air, we're not going to shut down again, but what will probably happen down here in Georgia anyway is they'll probably put limitations on the restaurants, restaurants and, and bars things of that, and stuff bars like that. that. You know, they'll put, um, you know, you can't have more than 20 people, people or whatever the case right. may be at, at a time yeah, or, or something like well, that. Well, that, that was a, that, that was the, that was the situation here in New York. They had, you know, limited down to 50 people. And then the cases were still, you know, coming in too strong to the point where they tried to bring it down to like 10 people. And then some people were saying, what, what is the point of 10 people? Why, you know, is this, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. It's still going to be, you know, it's still going to be a hazard. So then it, it, you know, shut down. But so far for the past couple of weeks, uh, it's been, it's been, you know, okay. There hasn't been too many, you know, ridiculous cases or ridiculous numbers coming in. Like so said, we're, I, we're 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 now in the phase two aspect of opening things up. Mm-hmm. But see, y'all y'all are so again. <clears throat> you all have seen the worst of the worst. So there is right. um there is is, is less. It's, it's not as hard to convince you all up there on going through a phase one or a phase That's two. Right. A phase here again. We <laughs> we didn't get the worst of the worst. You know, pe- <laughs> pe- people still thinking. People literally still thinking COVID. Is the flu, you know, not not mm-hmm. in the right. flu family, flu family, but is the actual right. flu. People still believe that, so you know, and they don't. Again, they didn't. They don't know anybody that has had it and things of that nature. So you know, what you don't see, you don't believe. And so we went from phase. We went from closing, barely closing, grand opening the, grand, the other way. Yeah, the other grand, way, closing yeah, it, the grand, grand opening. opening. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. And, and, and and the crazy the crazy thing about it is that you know the symptoms somehow some way always keep manifesting into something else. You know the the symptoms always keep changing. I mean, just recently, I think was it last week that uh, DL Hughley was in a was in the middle of a yeah, performance out, and and he passed out. So now you know you you got that as a, as a new symptom to add on to the whole laundry list of symptoms that's supposed to you know lead you to you know be on the uh, to, you know, it, it's just crazy. So, how's Murphy Enterprises going? 
Oh, I mean, it's, it's going good, brother. I mean, I, I, did, I was hoping to get down there and share with you guys the, the new news that uh, the, the, the Big City Night screenplay just won another award from out in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, thank you, thank you. Uh, it won the Award of Merit from the um, Los Angeles. Hold on one second. He got to read it. Listen up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I want to be specific here, you know. You don't want no problem. The Los, you know, the Los Angeles Cinema Festival of Hollywood. Congratulations. So, thank you, thank you. So we're, we're, we're getting, that's, that's one more win under the belt for, you know, for a grand total of six screenplay awards and honors. Wow. And let everybody so, know once again, what is the Big City Lights? Yeah, Big City Nights is the Big City Night screenplay is basically the bio, biography pick of my grandfather Cicero Murphy. And for those that don't know, Cicero Murphy is the only black professional pool champion, world title champion, and BCA Hall of Fame inductee. Right. So the, the the screenplay was adapted from the biography book entitled Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy, in which I wrote. Congratulations again, man. Yeah, we're doing good. Big I, I hope, I, I hope all of this. I, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. <laughs> I, I hope I, all of this time you guys been working on your pool game. Uh, I, can, uh, I, can, well, I can hit. I can on a good on a good day. See what had happened was depending on what, depending uh, uh, on what kind of COVID nineteen happened. So depending that depending on what kind of drinks you put in front of you. You know what I mean? See, see, see that that see what see see, ladies and gentlemen, if y'all listening to this, that's when you turn around and start acting like you have static and. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What? No, what? That, they they weren't practicing whatsoever. The, depending like, on who, like the, they need to be. Depending on who the alcoholic sponsor is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm hey, you know me. Anything tequila, I'm with. Crown, hundred percent agave. <laughs> crown, crown, hundred. You hear us, crown? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the I colors, do. vanilla, I, apple. They all inclusive. Right. I'm inclusive. All <laughs> the colors. <laughs> And in other words, ladies and gentlemen, they are just out of control. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, uh, let everybody know how they can reach you, uh, the merchandise they can get, you know, the book they can pick up, the screenplay, everything. The shoes. The shoes. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, speaking speaking of the footwear, how, how's the footwear treating you, gentlemen? Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Very you know, nice. I only pull it out for special occasions. You know what I mean? I want stepping people to out know, shoes. You know, stepping out. Yeah, we don't just every day wear them. Them, them. You know. Okay. All I, right. Okay. I, I, hey, look. You know, since all I can do is go to the uh, to the curb and put the trash can, you know, every now and then I, I put them on, See. step outside. So now you know who got all the money. That's that good life. That's that, you know what I mean? That's that working from home life. <laughs> he, he, he said, listen, I put these on. I only I only take about 20 to 30 steps. Right. That's, these, it, baby. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. Then they go back in the box. <laughs> well, we got no, we got no, we got places to go, but I ain't trying to go. I ain't right trying now. to go there yet. Too many, right too many folks, right, man. Right, too right, many right. folks. Hey, I hear you. I hear you. No, you can, uh, you can turn around and pick up the book um, at www.murphyentsolutions.com. Uh, once you pull up the, once you pull up the corporate page, you'll see the link to the uh, book right at the top right side corner. Um, you can also. Shop Murfinetti at www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com. 
Uh, you can reach us on Instagram at Murfinetti, M-U-R-E-H-N-E-T-T-I. You can also reach us by that same handle on Facebook. And the uh, Murphy, for the MES, you can reach us at Murphy Enterprise Solutions. As well as on as well as on uh, IG at the CEO for MES. There it is. I appreciate you calling, brother. Stay safe. Look forward to seeing you in person soon. Absolutely, man. I'm hopefully things you know be smooth and I can come down there and check you guys out with you know by August or September or something along that line. Otherwise, you know, we'll turn around and have to take this thing up later. And in, in the and going into the new year or something, I hope it don't take that long, though. Yeah, well, you always Me welcome. Too. Always, bro. I appreciate you. All right, fellas, take care. All right, we'll see you. That was um, grandson of Cicero Murphy, uh, Tyreek Murphy, who uh, once again, who is the only uh, black uh, that is in the Billiards Hall of Fame, and of course, he, as he mentioned, did an autobiography of his granddad. It's on book, and now he's uh, screenplay is doing very well. It seems like. Uh, we got another call on the line. Hello. Hey there. How you doing? Is this Mr. Ribs? This is Willie T. How you feeling, yes, sir? Yes, sir. How you doing? I've got a pulse. There you go. <laughs> got to start there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't thank you enough uh, for taking the time out to, to call in this evening. I, I got to ask you, uh, being one of the prominent black race car drivers what type of hatred did you get from being that well i mean i i really i didn't really uh focus on it that much i mean you know you the i mean i had i didn't have anybody uh come into my face and uh and and tell and call me the n-word they they they're, they were some dumb, but they weren't plum dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, you know, you, uh, I got death threats along the way, and uh, and some hate hate mail. But uh, you know, I was no big deal. I didn't give a damn about that. that you know, you they that uh, actually, the great thing about the the mail was that. Uh, they really couldn't spell, but they <laughs> but they got the N word right every time. Ain't that amazing? The hate, but they're ignorant. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a great ride. I mean, I had uh, you know it's the good, the bad, and the ugly, and um, you know there was a lot of good people uh, that pushed me along in the sport that knew that I could win races and. Uh, and we did it, and you know. Then it finally, uh, uh, Bill Cosby called me and says, "I want to put you in the Indy 500," and uh, we made history. Wow! Now, you mentioned Bill Cosby. I understand too. Ali was a big supporter and a friend of yours. What advice did he give you to help deal with that situation and just being in sports? Period. Um. Ali was a mentor. He uh, he was very resolved. He was very tough and very uh, uh, disciplined. You know, a lot of people think of Ali as just being a great fighter. No, he was just 
He had great character. He had great strength of character. And he was very determined to get to win. And he let me know early on in my career when I met him in London, England, because I was racing in England at the time. Uh, he told me what I was going to what I was going to face and 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 how to handle it. And it was it was great. Um, he, he was a great mentor and he was a great. Uh, uh, like an older brother, he and he was uh, he was there whenever I needed him. He was there. Wow! What was the big difference between Formula One and being overseas? And then you know you raced also a NASCAR a couple of times. Oh, uh, 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 totally different planet. <laughs> totally different. You know, being racing in Europe and living in Europe was great. There, you know, uh, Lewis Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Lewis Hamilton is is a black driver. Mm -hmm. He's six-time world champion. Without a question, the greatest Formula One driver in history. Makes and and he's paid a hundred million a year by Mercedes uh, to drive their car and win in their and win in their race car. Um, you know that they they. they I was a race driver over there. That's all they thought of me, a race driver. Uh, when I came back to the United States, I was, I was black. I was, I was a race driver there. I was a black driver here. And there, and, and there was no, uh, uh, it was no red carpet. Gotcha. Wow. How did the drivers treat you um, on both sides? Oh, the drivers over there, there was no issue mm-hmm. at all. Not not one. Over here, there was, I had, uh, I had some enemies. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I, and I, and I didn't, and I wasn't going to change it. I didn't want to change it. If you want to be my enemy, I want you to be my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Where did that bravado come from? Well, my grandfather, you know, he, you know, my family um, did was very, uh, very successful in business. My grandfather, my family money sent me to Europe and to start my racing career. And my grandfather, you know, I lived on the ranch with him. I grew up on his ranch. He was very tough guy. He didn't, you know, you, uh, you didn't talk back. What he said, you did. But along the way, he was, uh, you know, he had a hard work ethic. The harder you work, the luckier you get. So with that, you know, and plus, you know, he he put a uh, he put his foot on your up your butt in a heartbeat. <laughs> if 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 you didn't toe the line, uh, you did not get in trouble with the law. You did not. Uh, um, you know, we didn't get to go out and play. We had to work in the in the family business or work on the ranch. So it was all about hard work and discipline. And um, and um, he that was his focus. But he said, "You never turn the other cheek ever. When you're in the right, you don't turn the other cheek." And um, that was my first lesson to dealing with uh, the the real world, especially given the career I was in. 
Right. You mentioned the real world, and on our show, that's what we try to do is relate sports to real world. How was it, you know, you were destined, to, as you mentioned, to be part of this family business. How did you convince your folks that you didn't want to have anything to do with the family business? You wanted to make a career out of racing. Did you see the movie Uppity? I did. Okay, because right. I was thinking, wow, wow, you know, you got, uh, you're pretty brief on what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of try, try and do some research. <laughs> um, I it wasn't really hard. I uh, I didn't want to work in the in the family business. I couldn't work for my dad anyway. I could work for my grandpa. <laughs> I couldn't work for my dad because he was always late paying. Right. <laughs> Not so, like that, right? <laughs> or, or don't wanna, yeah. don't give you don't give you what you're supposed to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, when you work for Henry, my grandfather, your check was waiting on Friday. Mm. Yeah, it, when you were done, but you were also you you were ne you were on time. Yeah. He did not tolerate uh, uh, being late for anything. So, um, you know, I I told my my mom I what that I wanted to go to Europe and start racing and so she said okay well I'll talk to your dad about it and you know because you know he understood the sport uh, of auto racing you know it, it you know he didn't have a problem with it so they sent me off okay so all you young people out there if you don't want to go to family business you go through mom first <laughs> to get dad to let you, you go, go and do what you want to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it don't change no matter what it is. No matter what it is. You go, you go to mom first. You get mom oh, yeah. on your no, side. I knew good. that, you know, I went to her first because, you know, he's not going to tell her no. <laughs> <laughs> so therein lies the secret as to how to do that. Uh, when you raced in NASCAR, the the way that you were treated and everything, what did you see from some of the owners that said, okay, I'm ready to leave this all together and go back to Trans Am or Formula One? Well, the, we didn't have support, uh, or I didn't have support, and the team owner in NASCAR that I was racing for, um, he had support, up until he brought me on as a driver. And then the sponsors uh, turned their back and, walked and went somewhere else. And that included Chevrolet Motor Company, I mean General Motors and their Chevrolet brand. Uh, they, they were very hostile. Chevrolet was very hostile to me in my career, and I'll never forget that. And um, so they, we had no support. And, um, and, and the sponsors that were there prior, uh, uh, they wouldn't, um, and even to this day, they're not very supportive. Wow. Man, that's, that's sad. Um, have you ever, have you had a chance to talk to Bubba Wallace since all of this took place? No, I do not. Uh, I've never talked to Bubba uh and uh and i think <laughs> i think i think i might be a little bit the, the industry uh especially nascar regarded uh willie t ribs as uh django unchained mm. 
Yeah, uh, I was on, and you know, he raced for Richard Petty. He races for Richard Petty, right? Uh, and uh, Richard has never been a Willie T. Ribs fan, and it wouldn't shock me if they told Bubba Wallace, to, "Don't talk to Django." <laughs> <laughs> wow! So even to yeah. this day, that's crazy. Even to this day, because I'm going to tell that young man the truth, mm. right? And and they don't want to hear. They don't want the truth, and. They, I know the business, and I understand it, and I know what uh, what they do. I will know what they do on and off the track. I know what they do in the boardroom and how they make their decisions. I know what they do uh, in terms of, uh, from the technical side in the sport. I, I grew up in it. And so, you know, I'm, he's got to, you know, if, if he... Uh, you know, Lewis Hamilton and I are good friends. Right. Um, but I don't know Bubba, and, and you know, he's going to learn, uh, and he'll learn his way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have you also to that, um, Cal Larson, uh, a couple of months back, used a racial slur doing iRacing. Were you able to speak with him? I did. Okay. Can you- I spoke with him, and I... I I, uh, uh, the media called me and said, would you speak to Kyle Larson? And so I said, yeah, I'll speak with him. And so, uh, they called him and he, he, he said, do you, uh, why you sure he'll talk to me? I said, so they called me, he said, Kyle is, is a little nervous about calling you. I said, tell him, uh, uh, I'm a big man. So, uh. Uh, he called and uh, we I talked and and you know he comes from that environment. Okay, he was born in Elk Grove, California, near Sacramento, and he moved out there. And he, he you know that NASCAR environment kind of language. I dealt with it, so um, you know he he made a mistake. He's a young kid. Trying to be cute, and I said, "Well, you're trying to be funny, and 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 you didn't know the mic was open." So um, I said, "But you know, uh, whether you say N- or or use the hard R, I said, you know, you you're uh, you're a professional, and 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 beyond that, you know, you uh, you you're more intelligent than that, okay." Uh, you know anyone that, that that that's using it, and if you're using it like that, it just shows how 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 dumb you are, right? Right. And 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 I said to him, I said I heard it all the time. No one called me to my face, but I read it, and and uh, in letters, and you know you could uh, read the lips from some of the fans, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, um, I, I had a, a good talk with him, and I've talked with him since. And I just said to him, I said, "You've got, you know, you're gonna. It's, this is gonna hurt you, you know, professionally. And the only thing you can do is try to atone. You know, just do the right thing, and 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 people will forgive. But you got you." <laughs> Don't do it again, son. <laughs> right. Um, we 
um, of course, Wendell Scott was the first black driver in NASCAR. Did you ever have a chance to talk with him and y'all like share the experiences that you were going through? Unfortunately not. Mm. Um, Wendell uh, retired before I started racing. And because he was out in Virginia, uh, he... And I never saw him at any, any, when I was doing NASCAR races, I never saw him at a race. And uh, he, uh, and I was on the other side of the country, so we never came in contact with each other. And once I started racing IndyCar, um, you know, he passed away right when I began my IndyCar career. So um, um, we, we never... Um, we never made contact with each other, which, which, which is really sad. I would have loved to have sat and talk with him and got his perspective on and what he dealt with. And I can't imagine what he dealt with. Because what I dealt with, uh, Bubba Wallace has no idea. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, you uh, he, he he made a statement a couple of days ago. No one could walk in his shoes. <laughs> hey son, I was wearing boots. <laughs> wow hey we don't so, want to, hold on ahead. hold that thought we don't want we got we're at the top of the hour we need to take a quick break would you please hang on so we can finish this you got a deal all right yes, sounds sir. great Thank so you. this is once again this is dna sports talk 1100 a.m we got mr willie t ribs on the phone we're gonna take a quick break and come back with him you're tuned into wwe am the opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Hello, this is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don of DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Make sure you follow DNA Sports Talk on Twitter, DNA Sports Talk on Instagram, DNA Sports Talk on Facebook, DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Our website. www.dnasportstalk.com. Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Hey folks, just a quick reminder that no matter the time of the day and no matter what day of the week, East Coast, West Coast, all points in between, we are always on. So go to your app store and download the Real 1100 app and listen wherever and whenever. The Real, Real, Real. And now back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. 
Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404-603-8770 is the number to call in. We're also live on Periscope as well as Facebook right now. And with us is the incredible, awesome Mr. Willie T. Ribs. How you feeling, sir? Still good? Oh, yeah. No, uh, one thing I've learned about life, and I treat life like a 500-mile race. Uh, you... You've got to go fast, and you've got to stay focused, and you just don't get tired. Good words to live by there. Yeah, yeah. People, a lot of people ask me, uh, well, when do you ever chill? Uh, I said, no, I don't ever want to be cold. I want to stay hot. (laughs) As long as possible, right? Yes, sir. (laughs) I I want to ask you, in, in... the different tracks that you raced on, which were some of your favorites? You know, I broke them up in categories. Um, the high-speed ovals, I mean, Michigan probably was my favorite high-speed. I mean, Indy, Indy is the big cojona. Indy right. is the most <laughs> famous racetrack on the planet. I like Indy from the, because of the prestige and how important uh the the indianapolis motor speedway is but it wasn't my favorite big oil michigan was my favorite uh high speed oil uh, oval my short oval which is more one mile track was uh loud new hampshire i like Loudon. um the street tracks the grand prix street tracks uh australia was my favorite surface paradise and the road course track was probably uh Sonoma. Hmm. Okay. Was there any reason behind the certain um, number of cars that you had? I know uh, if I can remember, you had like a 28, 64, 17. Anything behind those numbers or it was just? No. No. Whatever they put on the car, uh, I had no problem with. My my number one goal is to be number one on that podium. (laughs) Uh, and that was the, the, the objective, but I, I didn't pay any attention to the numbers. Gotcha. Can you help people who are maybe a novice to this understand why sponsorship is so important and so big with the cost that comes into a race car? Uh, it, it, it takes um, an enormous amount of capital to give you the best equipment and for you know, for example, it doesn't basketball and football and and uh, they don't. It's not expensive to uh, go out and 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 buy those products to learn your craft. Well, I mean, from the time you're a kid, you got to start on go karts, right? And and that costs. You know, to do go karts for a year is a hundred thousand dollars to come just to start for for kids. To be to go out and start your racing career and learn and learn how to race, but once you get into the professional side of the sport, um, the you know the 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 cost of, of crew cost, and you've got uh, engine cost, and you've got the uh, the cost of chassis and components, and and you have to have all that for one to compete, but to win. You've got to have three times that. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, uh, Formula One, uh, 
Mercedes Formula One team, which Lewis Hamilton races for, their budget every year is $250 million. That is their budget <laughs> budget to compete for one year. $250 million. And stock car and NASCAR, for example, to do a, a season in NASCAR is probably about $20 million. Okay, to do NASCAR, if you're running two cars, it's going to be ten million per car, uh, and that what ten million uh, uh, buys you is the team, mm-hmm. the, it, the the personnel, the the travel, the R and D, the engine, the cost of uh, engines, and the cost of. Uh, all, everything that goes into making that car fast is a lot of money. And by the time you add it all up, that's what it would cost to do. For example, if you uh, wanted to go and jump in a stock car and race and provided you uh, were qualified to do it, mm-hmm. you would have to uh, bring, LeBron, let's say LeBron James was sponsoring you. LeBron James would have to pay that team ten million dollars for you to race. That doesn't include your salary. Wow. That's just to put the car on the racetrack for every race, including practice and and uh, testing. So, who did you have to prove to that you was good? Well, they, they back when I was racing, when I went to England, a lot of the top teams over there saw me win races, and when and it's like uh, young players in, in in high school and college, the pro teams are watching, right? They are watching who's who's good, and and it's same with auto racing, especially in my day. Uh, teams would watch. And the team owner would, uh, if you were winning, the team owner would want to um, bring you on their team and uh, sign you to a contract. Gotcha. Okay. So, but they're paying attention. Okay. They're paying attention. So there's, I guess it would be the same as like scouts. So regardless of whether you're racing overseas or in the U.S., that there's someone who's usually scouting and keeping up with how well you're doing in a race. Oh yeah, yeah, they'll 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 follow you. If you're um uh winning races, you'll usually get a call from them and they'll ask you what your commitment is um uh, with that team in the for the future. They want to want to know what your direction is going what what you want where and where you want to go if you're going to stay with them or not. And uh if it's a, if it's a great team um, for example, Penske, you know, if it's uh, Roger Penske's racing teams, uh, you're going to uh, you're going to pay attention to uh, what they want from you. And uh, if you can get and if they sign you, you're going to go. OK, wow, that's ex- that's interesting. No, I had no idea about that. Looking at Lewis Hamilton, what advice have you given him? I saw him uh, at the last race. Uh, the last race they had here, the U.S. Grand Prix, and they have it in Texas here in, uh, in Austin, which is about tracks about forty minutes from my home. And um, 
I'm his guest every year, and I know his father, Anthony, real well. And the only thing I say to him, there's nothing I can tell him about driving a race car. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it'd be like someone telling Tiger Woods how to golf. Right. So, um, but what I do say to him is, that, you know, every time I see it, I'm proud of you. Stay tough. Every time. And, and Allie was the same way with me, even though Allie was not a race driver. But Ali was a competitor, and he knew what I was dealing with. And it, it's stay tough and mentally tough. And that's what I say to him every time. So that's why you were dancing on top of the car with the shuffle? Ali taught you that? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I got, I got one question for you, sir. Um, what's, can you give us an unwritten rule? In NASCAR, in racing, like so, sometimes we see the the, the guys at, at the end of the race, um, you know, all they they fighting with everything on, but you right. know, they they're quite upset about a particular accident or a bumping or whatever. Or there's some unwritten rules that, or a, a, a one unwritten rule that you can you know kind of tell us to say, hey, if you ever see that, that's that's going to cause some problems at the end of the race. There's um. There's a saying in, in in the sport, don't put my life in your hands. And that's exactly, uh, that that's the unwritten rule. You don't put another, uh, you don't let a driver put your life in his hands where he can hurt you uh, while you're out there on the track. And a lot of the drivers, you know, in, in most cases that doesn't happen. But, you know, sometimes, you know, a driver will get up, you know, uh, up uh, underneath another driver and hit, hit, hit his corner panel, a corner panel and, uh, and spin him out. And so, you know, a lot of drivers, you know, you know when it's intentional. Gotcha. Okay. These guys who get out of the car and are fighting with each other, they know, they know what's going on. It's no accident. We know whether it's, they know whether it's intentional or not, and I, you know I've been in that same situation, and and they knew uh, it was going to be a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So some things, by what you're saying, some things is like you're racing hard, and then other things are just intentional. Exactly. You know when it's a what they call a racing accident. A racing accident is no one's fault. It just happens. But you also know when someone intentionally takes you out. It's like if you ever seen hockey where, where it was an intentional check, right, yeah, on some yeah. guy. Yeah, well, same thing in a race car. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, before we let you get out of here, if you had to do it all over again, would you do it the same way? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't change anything. Um, every, you know, I've had... Uh, a great ride and and my career a lot of great people that that pushed me along the way and 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 made it and made my career happen i i don't uh, you know i don't think i'd uh change much right, excellent to hear please let everybody know how they can watch uppity uh your, the movie that is all about you well i tell you what uh at any time, they can turn on Netflix, and they'll see Uppity, the Willie T. Ribb story. 
And and I've got people calling or messaging me from all over the world that have seen it. And uh, young kids, older adults, uh, black, white, just uh, uh, Sean Penn, the actors, just saw it. And he tweeted it out about how what he thought of the film and how how strong it was and yeah it it's gotten a lot of uh a great response i gotta say it was excellent i just watched it so i could be prepared to to talk to you today as about certain things but i'll give you your flowers while you're here excellent job it was a excellent portrayal of what took place and i don't want to give too much away because i want people to go and watch it yeah, I, I think that, you know, probably the biggest surprise that I've received is that how many young kids, and when I say young, uh, 20, from 20 to, to 30, have messaged me and said, I have no reason not to succeed after they saw the film. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's a, it's, it's about racing, but more importantly, it's about perseverance and and never quitting, never quitting, and being smart. The smart, the the, the outthink them. That's what that's what racing is all about, and 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 and, and, and that's what life's all about. Outthinking your detractors, outthinking the competition. I can't thank you enough for calling in. Really appreciate it, Mr. Ribs. And hopefully real soon in a, about a month or two, we can have you back on. You Anytime. Anytime. Okay, we'll hold you to that any, now. Any, anytime. <laughs> I, my, my, uh, uh, my jaws are not locked up yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to chill and stay cold, right? Go, go stay hot. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. We really appreciate the time. Anytime. Thank you. All right. So Thank have you. a good evening. Thank you. Have a good one. So once again, uh, first uh, black Formula One. Um, Indy 500 Indy qualifier. 500 qualifier, Mr. Willie T. Ribs. Go check out his uh, Netflix special, Uppity, U-P-P-I-T-Y. We just put it in um, Periscope. And once again, that's on Netflix. It's about his career and his life, Uppity, U-P-P-I-T-Y, Mr. Willie T. Ribs. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll discuss uh, NFL and NBA. This is DNA Sports Talk, 1100 AM. Be right back. Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world. <laughs> To the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan-style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta. 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Hey folks, Handsome Josh is here to reveal some big news to all the AM 1100 listeners. I have an app. That's right, you can now check out all your favorite programs right here on The Real with The Real 1100 app. Whether it's sports, entertainment, or lifestyle, The Real 1100 definitely has you covered. So why don't you just tell me how much it's going to cost me? And here's the best part. It's available in your Google Play or Apple App Store, and it's free to download. Actually, you can count me in on this one. So download The Real 1100 app today and stay in tune with The Real. And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk, where we bring the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404-603-8770 is that number to call in. Once again, appreciate Mr. Willie T. Ribs calling in and sharing his thoughts. Make sure you go back um, on dnasportstalk.com or any social media platform. And check out the podcast and hear what he had to say. And check out his Netflix. Uppity is the name of it. Movie. That's the movie, yes, that talks about his life and career. And like he said, it's it's about racing, but more about perseverance. This is movie day. Huh? This is movie day. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ribs on. We had Tyreek called. He Tyreke, got his, yeah. uh, his, uh, his, his screenplay. Screenplay for the book. That he's pushing out. Big for, City Nights. Yes. Yeah, so about his grandfather. Movie uh, day, baby. Cicero Murphy. Y'all ain't got nothing else to do. Go check it out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> need to be on quarantine anyway. Y'all need to be. Stay off them patios. <laughs> uh, let's go in, uh, NBA. So, they headed down to Disney. Uh, we were mentioning a little bit earlier. What do we say? Uh, five, six percent of the players have the coronavirus. We were talking about. Should it be in Florida seeing that it's going to be the new epicenter or should, well, we know it'll be basically impossible to move it somewhere else now at this point. You got everybody scheduled to be back coming up in exactly a month to get the league started. And based off of the schedule, they were showing like the Lakers have, I think, one of the toughest schedules of their eight games, the easiest of Pelicans. It's a... It's a stars league, so of course you're going to give Zion a chance, a better chance yeah. of being in the playoffs to have the visibility. But they were showing the games are going to be like three, four games a day. I want to say like twelve, three, six. That they're going to try and put as many games together as they can. And one of the things that came out of this, speaking of social justice, is players are allowed to replace. The, their last name on their jer- jerseys to something else. So they could have Black Lives Matter or whatever they want whatever, to... What they want to um, bring say, light to. Bring light to. I, I, Again, I had no problem with NBA. This is why I was trying to tell you for the last three <laughs> weeks. I was trying to tell you for the last three weeks. I I don't... So the, a lot of players are saying they don't want to play because of health reasons. There's... 
I don't think it's any that have just come out and said I'm not playing because of what's uh, going on socially. The question that we had was, you know, do you think that the general population, people, you want to dwindle it down, African Americans, people of color, can we do two things at one time? Can, can we walk and talk? Can we walk and talk? Can we can we have can we ha- and I and, and again to me the answer is yes. And the reason why I would say this, even in the '60s, in the height of the civil rights, you still had Ali fighting. You still had um, uh, you know baseball going on. You still had your um, your you know. Um, but they've never run- had the voice that they've had granted, now. Granted, granted, but it because to that point. That we've just seen the state of Mississippi, who was the last state to have the Confederate flag as a part of their state and their I, I kinda heritage, would, I kind of is disagree, gone now. I kind of would disagree with that with, with <laughs> that with that statement. When you go back and thank you, Greg. When you go back and you look at Georgia's flag, but go ahead though. They were the I, last I, ones, right? <laughs> they were the last ones that were see, visible about this. Be able to see. We need a camera behind us. So you can see, see Greg. See Greg. <laughs> But for them to change that with the vote yesterday, because it started with the NCAA saying, hey, no NCAA championship will be there. I don't care if it's um, whatever sport, swimming, golf, whatever, nothing will come there. And then uh, Mississippi State running back Hill, who was pretty much the voice behind getting this change and the different coaches that all gathered to push this change, they've never had this kind of voice before that they've had in the past where you could do, and I'm not saying they can't do both, but it's, it hasn't been the same as it is hey, now. Well, you got you got, you got got the voice behind you. You also have some economic push behind you that we haven't had in a while, you know. I.e. the, we're not bringing no championships yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Like, not just, it's one thing for a player to say it, and rightfully so, the players should voice their, you know, and realize mm-hmm. what their power is. But it's another thing for a conference to say it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's another thing for a multi-million dollar or billion dollar industry to tell you. No. We're, you see this check here? I don't care what you got going on. I'm going to send it somewhere else. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's usually the people are left to fight that battle. And so now what you see going on again, why NASCAR is making a making a change and 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 and, and pivoting so hard I mean, in a different even, direction. Even look at the football with Oregon, Oregon State, not yeah. calling it the Civil War anymore. I, and I'm I'm kinda like, oh, you, get, <laughs> you know. I, I understand I mean some, they, I understand where some they, of this is going. I understand I'm, you know what right. I mean? But I, I don't It's again, all in right now. Yeah, but I don't wake so up. So while the momentum, momentum is yeah, going yeah. Some of the frivolous stuff might get in there as well. Get you in there as well. You know, and that's, and that, fine. that's fine. You know, you gotta gotta take okay. it. But I didn't wake up one. I don't wake up no day and be like, man, you know, I can't stand it's that Oregon Oregon State called the Civil, Civil War. War. I get on my nerves. But fine. But while the momentum is but there, I also don't live in that part of the country, and I also may not have an understanding of why that might be an issue. When you do spring cleaning, you just don't say, yeah. oh, I'm only going to do the living room. Yeah. Or if you're going to do spring cleaning, clean everything. you clean everything. Clean, clean the whole house. And yeah. if you're in that mood to do spring cleaning, well, what do you do? Keep you do baseboards, everything. You're like, hey, I'm in, now is the time yeah. for me to go ahead and do everything. So this is what, in effect, they're trying to do. It's clean house to some extent. Yeah. There's still a lot of things that need to be done. But Some of y'all burn the house, but, right. <laughs> but it's not going to happen uh, overnight. overnight. Yeah, yeah. So looking at the NBA, I, I'm wondering how many of them are sitting out because of that, but are using 
the pandemic as a cover. I would use the pandemic as a cover because financially that gives me cover. That gives you cover. And I and that's that's not that's not um saying, you know, I'm not saying these fellas are a sellout or any right, of that. Right. At the end of the day, it's a smart move, business move. If I can if I can basically kill two birds with one stone, I'm gonna then, do that. then do that. But again, I am not harping on the NBA because the NBA has proven to me over time that they are on the side of being inclusive. You know what I mean? Right. They and it's a we say it's a players' league, and 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 sponsors and 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 other corporations that come come with the NBA. And I believe when I was making the point about can we do two things at one time? Right. I read something about two weeks ago, and basically they were like, "Take care of your mental because you can't take in all this negativity without it changing you." And so, without with, having you become bitter, so there has to be to some, a point. There that has to be you don't when, recognize yourself. Yeah, or, or you know, or you know, you don't. Your bitterness detracts from what you're trying to do. Right. And so, sports does play a distraction, know, a, a, a good distraction. You know what I mean? And again, we're not having we're not having full seasons of, of any of these sports. So, um, how distracted will people get? I don't think that that much distracted. I think they'll be able to do two two things at once. I believe the players will keep certain things in the forefront so it'll be on people's mind even though we're watching the game and we may have our discussions about the game and whatnot. We'll still have a discussion about you know whatever social injustice the players decide to, to speak to, on or, or do. Speak on and do. Um, and then the other part is unfortunately police are going to continue to do something stupid. Like they they won't they I'm can't they can't help themselves to, to not keep the flames going. So, I don't think there will at be point, any problem. At what point is there a memo like, yo, cool out? Like Here in Atlanta, I think they had the memo, and that's the reason why right. the police chief just the way she left. It was like, yo, I know. It's almost like when your parents get so mm-hmm. mad, they get mad at you not because of what you did, but because we just had the conversation Station, about right. it. And you turn you around and you it. still do it. That's how I felt when she had that press conference. I'm washing my hands. <laughs> I'm out. Is because they had a converse. They had a memo went out. Chief leaders, the <laughs> crew, you know, uh, department not, heads. Not now. You not, know, now is not whatever, the time. Whatever goes Play everything on, everything by the book right now. Beyond the book, right? Whatever goes on, do not pull your weapon. And probably twenty four hours later, them two fools <laughs> pulled their weapon. So it's like, you know, I, I you know, again, un- the, the oppressor does not know how to control himself. And so it won't be a problem. Unfortunately, it won't be easy. It will be easy for to keep our focus on what's going on with having a little bit of a distraction, which can be good for the soul. Right, <laughs> yeah. Well, we've seen, um, I got Malcolm. He uh, unfortunately came down with it, but he'll be ready to go in a couple of weeks. And then what was two Sacramento Kings? You had Buddy and Alex Lynn. There was somebody else. Oh, Jabari Parker. Yeah. I think there was a fourth player, but he wasn't named. He wasn't named. On the bench. Yeah, Deep on the bench. bench. Uh, got somebody. But know. I think that the one thing that the good part is 5% is still low. And two weeks from now, they'll be ready to go. So you should be at, quote, unquote, full strength. It's just what takes place once you get down there somebody gets it that week of or whatever it'll be and it'll um, be. also the Lakers picked up J.R. Smith the, the, the Lakers Cavaliers 
The LA Cavaliers. The Laker Lears. The Laker Lears. LA Cavaliers. Are we going to get this? Are we going to get a new version of this? Because Avery Bradley decided to sit out because he has a child, person. I think. Yeah, child. Young child. Young child. I guess close to newborn. And I think the child has some type of respiratory issues. They have underlying problems. Right. So you will see a lot more athletes, not just in uh, NBA and basketball, but other sports that will well, we, take the said, same we've role. We've seen it in baseball. In baseball, two nationals. Um, Zimmerman is one. Zimmerman, right. And some of these guys, you know what, listen, this is also a career move. Hey, man, 60 games, do I play these 60 games or do I wait till next year? Do I rest my body? And, and come, come and back come healthy back and ready and to go. Really come back healthy and ready to go. And then does this one year of being off extend me two or three years out? You know, it'll be interesting to see. The, the ones age, with the more age. Yeah. The, the 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 veterans of the game, you know, where they say, you know what, I don't know. And like I said, it's not it's not a hard call for me if I'm Zimmerman. My ring just I got, just got one, right. You know what I mean? I'm still it's, basking it's in the order. globe. It's, 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 Justin's just finished Yeah, it. yeah. I'll be there for a ring <laughs> ceremony, first game, or if you want to FedEx it to me, whatever. It don't matter. And but also, being away from your family, because you're going to be quarantined in a bubble and away from them. So, younger younger, younger players, new to the game, you know, new to the to starting their career, this is not the time, whether they want to or not. This is not the – it's almost like a new job, right? You get a new job. And if you didn't negotiate the vacation you had before coming on the job, you might just sacrifice that vacation because you don't want to, one, you don't have the seniority or the time to to take it off. And two, I just started this job and how I'm going to take time off. So unless you got something really important going on, you know, health-wise or religious-wise or whatever, you're going to kind of suck it up. But now if I've been to a job 10 years. Yeah, I got the seniority to you. You want me to come in when? It's a holiday. I don't care if I'm on the weekend. Give me time and a half. Give me time and a half. No, no I don't care. Yeah, I'm right. good. I'm get, good. Get, get under, he the rookie. Give it to him. Right. Let him do it. I've earned my keep. So, you know, again, sports is no different than real life. Real life. So, um, it'll be like uh, interesting to see what kind of the, the veterans of the players, the ones who say, you know, 60 games ain't worth it to me. Um, you know, and, and I've saved my money too. Yeah. So, you know, guys are like, I got my money. I'm good. You know, I can sacrifice this year. This year. Uh, looking back at the NBA, so we're going to start off with Utah against New Orleans and the Lakers against the Clippers. Thursday, I mean, July 30th. If I was using your money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if I'm using your money. Because what, 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 what are we going to know until? After the first week, week of yeah, playing. Yeah, like what are we really going to know? I, I, you know, it was 90 days ago the last time these guys bounced the ball together and played. I, I don't know. That would have been practice. over 120 days by the time, time we play. actually see them yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. So I really don't know. If flip a coin on all these. In I, two weeks, they'll all report. So that's when they can start practicing. I guess, I guess I would say the Lakers would be at the at – the, they got the hardest schedule, but they also now are at a disadvantage because now – you got to add a new guy into the mix. JR, who has. He's not a starter, though. I, I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but it's not like he is. He's replacing Avery Bradley. So Avery Bradley was probably the eighth person, maybe. Nah, it, it, I mean, he's. Yeah. But need, they still need that, that second unit. 
Because it, it well, yeah. Now, now at this particular point in time, everybody needs a second unit because and, you don't know. Like we're saying, it's been a hundred some days since you played. Everybody's conditioning is not the same because you didn't know when it was gonna start. Now, years before, you could eat and do whatever you want to do because you knew a hard fast date in um, August. You had to report. Yeah. So, finals in in June. July, you could do whatever you want for two or three weeks because you like, okay, July 17th, I need to hit it hard to be ready to come back in yeah. August. So what You had a drop-dead date that you knew. This has been a fluid situation the entire time. You so don't know if everybody's been on their, on their, you know. Not everybody has access to, they were, well, first you couldn't be in the team facilities. Yeah. And then at one point they said you could, but it was only one person at a time. So, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna even go to the point where everybody's like, "Oh, J.R. Smith is there for every Bradley." My thing is, J.R. Smith. We know what he is. He's a he's a, he's a scorer. They like need he, a shooter. Yeah, and, but he needs the ball in his hand. Whereas Bradley, he, he made, plays not better necessarily. Defense, but every Bradley played better defense. True, but I think with J.R. Smith, he's a catch and shoot guy. He doesn't have to like go off the dribble all the time. He's a catch and shoot guy, which is what they need. LeBron needs someone to kick the ball yeah, out to. He's all he's always he, needed that. Well, he, yeah, yeah. He's a but the J.R. Smith is a streaky. Not granted, if he's on his own, but but most he knows of the time him. with him playing yeah, with yeah. LeBron, he's been on. He's been on. Okay. There will be okay. several games where he'll hit six or seven. See, you still yeah. thinking about the what are you doing? No, no, no. no. I actually, actually <laughs> and that is I, that moment. We're trying is not to be narrow no, no, down no, to one no, moment, no, right? No, actually, I'm thinking of Jr. More New York Jr. More Denver, New York, Jr. Off the bounce, you know what I mean. Not, but not, Cle- not Cleveland, Jr. Was a catch and shoot. Yeah, I about to say not so much the Cle- well, he was coming into that catch and shoot role or whatever. But I get it. I just, I just at the end of the day, I feel now you all these teams forget the players. Who do you trust more at the head coach wise and making these things work? You, you, you do trust, you trust the adjustments that are going to need to be made? Do you, but so basically, do you trust Vogel or do you trust Doc? Uh, Doc? I think I, I, I look at it in totality. I trust Doc and the rest of the coaches. Got yeah. As opposed to Vogel and Kid is solid, but that's it. Well, right now, Vogel the head point. coach. So at some point, it comes to Vogel. He got to say yes. Well, or LeBron. No to it. Well, I trust, <laughs> I, I trust Bron and Jason Kidd. <laughs> Okay, here's the. This would, uh, (laughs) look at the Lakers depth chart, who are they more likely to start? So they would start McGee, Davis, Danny Green, Caldwell Pope, and LeBron. Right. Off the bench, you got Howard, Markeith Morris, Danny Green, Green Kuzma. Oh, Green, he started, my bad. Uh, JR, Kuzma, and. Did they sign Dion Waiters? I didn't know yeah, they actually yes, officially yeah, 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 signed yeah. him, but yeah. he would be there too. I'd rather see Dion Waiters a lot more before I see JR. Yeah. That's just me. You know what I mean? So again, I'm not worrying about the players. We gotta keep I'm, we gotta I'm, keep Dion in the confines. Though, well no, it's you know. both of them, JR too. <laughs> so that's the, my point is again, yeah. I, you, you I think no, JR is looking for another job. Yeah, okay. So he will be okay. He'll be okay. Well, I think Dion looking for another job too. Yeah, I think both those guys are trying to play for a little bit of future. They are, but Dion though, he, you know, can't. I know it's a shortened season, obviously, or whatever. Can Vogel and those guys keep? Listen, they done added some paprika, and they added some spices with these two guys, Dion and Jr. 
again, I am more the collective, the Denver's, the Clippers. It's literally anybody's. But right now, yeah, anybody's. It's a toss up. We, we flipping the coin. So yeah, it, I think it's wide open on both sides. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying Brooklyn. Brooklyn can't have a chance to win with all the people who be getting the COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. and you well, know some of them may not KD's play. KD's not playing, and um, Kyrie's, Kyrie's not, not playing. playing. So Brooklyn is out. They done. Yeah, they done. I mean, even at this point, I would give Philly a 25% chance. Even with the issues they've had between Simmons and Embiid not being able to work together But they're bringing their, on three, paper. They're bringing their three back. And That's Tobias Harris. Tobias, yeah, so, yeah. in a in a short the eight re- games and then the playoffs, why, anything The reason can why happen. I don't trust Philadelphia is I don't trust Brown. Yeah. I trust Bud. In Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, right. Or not trust Brown. Like I said, this the it, It's going to take coaching to get through a player contracting it, a player, you know, for whatever reason, not being, being ready able to, to play, mix these lineups. Right. Like, be, you know. So it would, it would come down to do you think it would come down to the more talented team or just a team with more bodies or more depth? Team with more bodies Healthy and team. depth. Healthy team. More depth and more depth. In, uh, in body. Jeremy was saying Lou Williams possibly not going to play. Yeah, that would affect that, the Clippers. That's huge for them. That's yeah, yeah, huge yeah, for them. That is yeah, huge. Yeah, that's, that's, huge. That's, that's automatic twenty-two points. <laughs> I mean, unless they're like, hey, well, we'll just go get Jamal Crawford. But I don't think that you can't a... plug him in that quickly <laughs> like that, though. Yeah, losing Lou would be that would be tough. So again, how do you deal with those losses? They need to have. A, they need to go and do. Who was that a couple of years ago? Everybody went down to go talk to him. Um, um oh, the, the, the DeAndre uh, Jordan no, when he was trying to leave. Oh yeah, leave Dallas, Dallas and, yeah. and the Clippers went down to go talk to him talk, and come to bring him right. back or whatever. They need to. Go they do, locked him in the room and said no. I right, the Clippers need to do that again. They need to go down <laughs> go there. To Lou, have, Lou, 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 you can't go nowhere. Lou. Now they'll have they. Um, the Clippers, I feel like, have a. Uh, they're a better fit as far as their depth. They have the right player kind of players. They have Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Came from the Pistons. Uh, Landry Shamit. Uh, Jermichael Green. Montrez Harrell. Montrez, yeah. Uh, Patrick Patterson. They played They brought defense. in Joakim Noah. The, fast, the fastest thing that's going to yeah, come. Yeah, that's right. The they fastest, brought in Noah. The fastest thing that's going to come around. Offense is going to take a while. It's Deep. like with football. We always say that whoever got the best defense, you usually going to Win the first three games to your offense you catch up. gets on track, especially in college. Yeah, uh, they um, had the other Morris as well. That's yeah. right. The so defense ain't like I said. No one's been shooting around or whatever. So a, a mere hand in the face is going to drop your percentage mm-hmm. at this point. So the Clippers, <laughs> yeah. Again, so I still better, longer teams. That favors the Lakers too. Yeah, a longer team. You can put McGee and Howard in at the same time. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, like I said, just because 120 days ain't nobody done nothing. So I'm. I mean, some players, if they have you know the keys or access to a high school gym, they're able to go shoot around. Yeah. yeah. Like I saw a video of uh, Nick Young is getting shots up. Even I mean, he's not on a team, of course, but he's still out there getting shots up. Yeah. Because some team may call him. He's still turning around. In basketball, well, no, he just uh, there was one where he just like he just held the hand up. Oh, okay, he just okay. held it up. <laughs> in basketball, uh, right here in Georgia, Anthony Edwards assigned to Clutch Sports. We saw Trey Young recently going over to Clutch Sports. I think because his his advisor 
is over at Clutch Sports now. That's why Trey Young went, I want to say. Uh, looking like Clutch Sports is about to have a stronghold on the, the NBA as far as players. And, of course, once Trey Young announced it, all the speculation now is, is he going to go to L.A.? I say no just because of what LeBron literally has, maybe two years left. So he wouldn't set it up for him, uh, AD, and Trey to continue on? It's always been a big man's, big man's role in L.A. Now, Grant LeBron. It's going to be a while. I mean, what? it's very rare that a top five pick is not going to sign the first extension with his, to stay with the same team. Yeah. Well, we talking about clutch sports, though. He's a, he'll be gone. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think so. He got to be no. I don't think so. After I think 20, I, 22, 2022 season, he'll be in LA. I think Atlanta will overpay to keep him. I don't think so. They'll, they'll give him the whatever the max is. They'll give well, him. We'll be starting over every three years. We'll be starting <laughs> over, starting <laughs> over, starting. <laughs> and this is coming from somebody who thought they should have picked somebody else. And so see, I'm, so, no, so I'm telling you. I, <laughs> I think I, I I don't. I think if Clutch Sports is this, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, listen, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. So. Now, let now if Atlanta you know, get I to, just if Atlanta, if Atlanta get to the playoffs a few times before then, and then no. make a you know right yeah no. yeah. But if he out if, here looking like man, I, this is all I'm this is all I'm gonna do then is I'm gone. Yeah. is keep being a star on a team that never makes it. Yeah. Then he's gone. 30, 30, 30 wins or less or whatever. Then yeah, I'm out. Yeah. So. It all depends on the next couple of years as far as how well Atlanta, the team, jail. Yeah. Um, also, WNBA is going to, of course, start back in a little while. Uh, right here in Atlanta, uh, Renee Montgomery is deciding not to play this season, not because of the coronavirus or pandemic, but she's taking a stance in social justice and in following in the footsteps of also uh, Georgia native Maya Moore. Many people forget that she left last year I mean, here's somebody who's had all the accolades of uh, a Kobe and a Jordan. On the women's side. On the women's side and decided to walk away to help with social reform. And it's interesting to see that other WNBA players are deciding to, just like with the NBA players, not to continue. Do you see anybody else like, um, who would I say? I don't, would you, what, another superstar like um, Shanae probably doing this? In the individual sports, possibly. Possibly. So, you know, the tennis, the boxing, the, you know, those sports. But, um, you know, maybe track and field, depending on what's going on. But um, in the team sports, no. 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 And it's interesting that they're stepping away now because they just got through with the collective bargain agreement that has given them more money to where the, the majority of the, the majority of them don't have to go overseas after playing to sustain well, I think, income. I think, again... So you see that it's not about money for them yeah, because yeah. this is the first time they've gotten any resemblance of decent pay. I won't even say fair pay, yeah, but deep. decent pay. And they, choose to walk away from that to for a bigger cause. And how many games they playing? Thirty-two. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. That's right. Because it's thirty-two games, so it's twenty-two. 
36 right down to 22. I'm not saying that what they're saying, what they're doing is not legit and not, you know, them walking away for just social justice reasons. But it also doesn't help, doesn't hurt that I'm not 22 games. I'm not pulling, playing the full season. I'm not playing back to back. You know, this timing, because of what's going on with COVID and all that kind of stuff, I also, the benefit of me not playing helps me extra year off of my body, only 22 games. Yeah, but they're not making that much. To, no, they know. still got bills but, to but, play. But I'm saying for, for a person like Maya Moore, mm-hmm. you would you would assume she has a little bit. You know, well, for her, right. For her, she has a little bit of cushion because of her accolades and whatnot. Um, you know, that plays a factor as well. I don't have, I don't, I'm not, I don't have anything in my career that I need to prove because I've been a winner since day one. Since day one. Day so one. you know, all those things. Play a Play, play a little fast. Like I said, I'm not I'm not trying to diminish what right. she's doing, but it's easier for her to make, make the decision than somebody who we don't know, you know, the fifth, the sixth, seventh player on the WNBA bench who now couldn't go to Europe and make and make their money in Europe before they, they came need to play. To play now. They need to play, yeah. Which is a real life the situation that a lot of people have had to make, whether to restart and come back and open their business or go to work or not. That's the decision they have to make. We got a call on the line. Hello? Hey, Don. Hey, so I got a question. What's going What's on, up, Chief? How much, how much money are they um, giving up by not playing? Do you know what their contracts were? Renee and Maya, and have, do you know any information about what they're doing to earn an income for themselves while they're working on social justice issues? Uh, for Maya, I know uh, sponsorship has been her thing. And she was one of the very few that were close to uh, uh, 600000 I want to say, um, as far as bringing in total money. Uh, Renee, I'm not sure about, but my guess would be uh, the fact that she's played overseas and played in the U.S., um, say a couple hundred thousand maybe. And are they generating incomes for themselves while they're working on their social justice pursuits? That I do not know. Okay. But I mean, again, if you know you've done what you needed to do with your money, then you know making Investments this, making, or hopefully this or whatever. making this decision. You know, like I said, granted, I do not. I don't believe that. I don't believe that their um, their motive is anything other than you know, bringing light to social justice, but I also believe that it makes it a lot easier if you've done what you needed to do financially. Um, you know, you, you have certain things already built in that you're good for the next year. And a lot of these players had to make that decision even before this all, this, um, this, 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 what's going on now in this country took place. They had to start making this decision about what they were going to do with the, about their money um, back in in February and in in March because sure. Europe was having problems, you know what I mean. So they weren't able to go and play over there way before things got bad over here. So, so. Renee's salary uh, back uh, from 2018 was 113 thousand. So she let that go. Yeah. So it might be a little. That was 2018. So probably a bump up from that, or you know, we can say around that ballpark. And what did I say 200. So maybe with. An endorsement or something right there, some and playing overseas. 
It's about comparable to probably. No, I don't know. They might, they might, they might have gotten their regular check from the overseas play because you know they would do that. They couldn't play because of COVID, but that doesn't mean the league didn't pay them. Don't know. Yeah. And what have they have they defined what specifically they'll be doing in reference to social justice issues? No, not yet. Okay. Well, Maya Moore, yes, yeah, she's been again. She took off all of last year to do that. Renee, uh, I don't think uh, it's going to be in relationship to her foundation. I do know that much, but as far as exact policy and everything, not sure. Okay. I'll go back to listeners. <laughs> hey, have, hey, have a good fourth. Uh, yes, but, sir. But don't, ce- but don't celebrate it because people had to work. <laughs> we, we did Juneteenth, uh, baby. We did Juneteenth. <laughs> yeah, our people were still working on the 4th of July, 1776. So. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what takes place and exactly how Renee and others continue to use their platform. And it, now, the WNBA, I know about what I'm about to say. They're not going to like this. I had the same thing I said about the Major League Baseball. How many games you playing? 22? 22. I, I, Some people... Well, you, no, they you, just said, they you just said they can walk and talk at the same time in relationship to the NBA so not play, being a distraction. So play the whole so 34. The w, WNBA, it shouldn't be a distraction Play the whole either. 34. Now, I don't know. Of course, they haven't said anything about allowing them to put names on the back of their I just wanted to play the whole 34 game. 36. 36. Well, play their whole season. Their whole season is short to begin with. 22 games is what, two weeks? Three. They, they play might, that, that, nah, I'm just kidding. That'll probably be, be like six be weeks. Yeah. When you're playing every other day. Yeah, I, 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 I know we've been facetious about the length of time, but I... Trying to see, of course, how short that limited time is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we sitting here fussing about... This is in, in retrospect to everybody else's season. If we're fussing about baseball and 60 games and and whether or not the NBA should play, you know... Mm-hmm. 10 games before they get into the playoffs, you know, all these things. We haven't really had a conversation about 22 games. 22 games is like, what's their preseason? One game? No. I mean, again, but how many games do you play to get warmed up before you play a 22 games, a 22 game season? They're going to practice and then get started. That's it. No, they'll, they'll have a couple of games. Okay. That's, but that's all. They, but I I want to say their normal preseason is six games. I'm trying to remember. I want to say like they had three home and like three away, so roughly six. six so, games. so then I rather, these I, are different times. I rather just can I make it an even number then? Can we just get can we get thirty? <laughs> twenty eight, thirty. Hey, we'll see. I mean, twenty two is an even number, but you know, can I get more. Can I get a round number? My bad. A I get a round number. I get, a, I get tw- 30, 30 games. Say something close to what the normal season would be. We'll see what takes place. Um, PGA, your boy Dustin uh, um, Johnson won at um, the Travelers. It was interesting that Brooks Kepka and I'm trying to remember somebody else pulled out because their caddies. Um, contracted the coronavirus so they chose to not get another caddy but to just uh, forego the rest of the travel. I need to go into quarantine too. I've been around my caddy. Yeah. And then yeah. Jason Day, he on was that Friday or Saturday 
he had symptoms. They tested him, and while he was waiting for his results, he decided to go play his round by himself as opposed to being paired with someone. And, of course, he came out as negative, but a lot of feedback was like, well, why would you even risk going out and playing anyway if you had those type symptoms symptoms and play, you know, by yourself as opposed to just saying, hey, I'm going to sit this one out too just in case. Because you got to withdraw. You you know, that's it. You're done for that particular tournament. I guess, you know, we don't know. I guess if he says, you know what, if I put it on myself, am I putting anybody else at risk other than myself? You're a caddy? And you're a caddy. And you're a caddy, so... With a cat at this point now, if he got the symptoms, I already been with him. Cat might as well just go ahead and they lock and load it. I might as well stay with him too. Yeah, but the caddy, you picking up the flag stick, you touching the rake, and the and then people come behind. Come you. behind you, man, Jesus. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's I, part I, of the, I got the you, issue. I got you. Now, now I guess now I'm back to why people would have a have a problem. Have a problem with that, right? Because like you say, yeah, you you having some of the symptoms, you're not sure, but you're playing with your caddy and he hands you your club and then he touches the rake. Yeah, that's how things get passed along. Um, so Kentucky Derby, Chase Hills Downs is uh, set for September 5th. They're going to have uh, spectators, but of course it won't be full spectators, just like uh, we were discussing in Indy 500, about 50%. You okay with that? Listen, they gonna, if people want to bet, I got your money on. on the- <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem that Churchill Downs is going to have is the fact that Breonna Taylor's um, the cops yeah, yeah, her yeah. haven't been charged yet, so I think that that's going to be a swelling point if nothing is done by yeah, September and, and, and 5th. Anything that, that go, is going to be... Any, anything that's going to have TV, <sighs> protesters and people are going to be right there because they know that's going to... That's going to draw viewers. If it hasn't happened then, yeah. it's going to happen in every Louisville football game. game yes. yes. Every Louisville basketball, basketball game. game. Yeah, until something until yeah. something's done. And so, right. um, Oh, back to basketball. DeMarcus Cousins is not going to... That's why right. he's on the rehab. You seen what happened Good with, move. A, with KD? He just seen Good it. Move. He just seen it live and up front at last year's finals. That 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 Achilles well, heel, they, you know what I mean? It needs a full full well, year, yeah. full year and a half. Well, because it was it was uh, he was healed from the Achilles. He tore his ACL. Yeah. Oh my best, right? Yeah. Right before the season started. Or the playoffs. Oh no, no, see that season before this year. Yeah. So he decided to. Well, he still needs a full year. I feel bad for Demarcus right now because it's he can't like catch every, a break. Every man, time he bad. get close to maybe like he he's about to come back and do good. He could have signed that one happened. check with uh with Sacramento would have been a big check. Got hurt. Yeah. Got to the uh, Warriors. And then that happened. Could have signed, you know, got a ring, signed a check. World number one, Djokovic tested positive his wife had it and then because it was in a match over in Croatia he had a little um, match over there the number 19 person Dimitrov number 33 person Korik and then 184 for the person in the, in the world uh, Victor Torek all caught it and Nikola Jokic because he was hanging out with Jokic right yeah. sound like you saw your Cowboys <laughs> 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 no news has come out that Dak has it. No, he just got let his dog attack somebody. No, that was uh, that was Zeke. Uh, that was, was Zeke. Zeke. We talking about the party? Oh, the party, right? The party where where everything went a- down. Everybody had everybody had it there too. <laughs> but um, it's gonna be crazy, man. These, this- speaking of Cowboys and football, of course, the um, Hall of Fame game is canceled against the Steelers. That would be uh, the second weekend in August. 
that's over with. And your boys, the Patriots, got busted um, for the whole thing of filming the Bengals, so they lose a million dollars, third-round draft pick, and they can't film anything. It don't matter. The Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins, how y'all dummies let Cam go? Cam, no, get, let Cam get to let uh, Cam get that. Just pick him up. I don't care if you picked him up for two days and paid him a whole <laughs> salary and then waived him. You don't let him get to uh New get to New England. I can't believe I might actually have to root for New England. But Cam is at a disadvantage because he doesn't have any weapons. And he so he be he's still right at home. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying Did he have he weapons in Carolina? No. Okay then. And, I mean, of course, Bill Belichick is looking at the fact that he beat him twice. Cam did, throwing for, like, over 500 yards, six touchdowns. Yeah, I, 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 was wait, I was waiting for somebody to be like, yeah, disadvantage. He ain't had have... his whole career. And, 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 but the and... offensive line coach is gone, which is going to be, you know, an issue, too. That's why, Cam, I sit back and let uh, Stenham get beat up. Beat up. <laughs> and then once he get beat up, then step in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll still well, have Edelman and Sanu. Who knows what Nikhil Harry is actually going to be? be. Yeah, uh, I don't know who any of these tight ends are. Right, exactly. Who's Their the offensive back? line it looks is is the same as like I mean they're decent. Yeah, and you have uh, they have a Sony Michelle. They have a good defense. And James White. It's this the, the New England right now is looking like the Carolina Panthers of the AFC. They're so, probably so going to look more the like division. the uh, the Patriots of the. Very early Brady era, yeah. to but, where but it I really wasn't that. Brady winning those games. Nine and seven, ten and six, ten and six. Ten and I six. give him eleven five. AFC East. I, I think the Bills have finally taken. That's over six that. games. Their own division. That's six games right there. Yeah, but you see, they got to play the Ravens this year, the Chiefs, Seattle. They got a hard schedule this yeah, year. Okay. Of those other ten games, okay. they can win four. They they got a tough schedule. Ten and six in the bag. I feel they sweep the Jets. That's two. I feel they sweep the Dolphins. That's four. Now they split, split with the, with the Bills last year. I know, but I feel this year they'll they'll sweep them too. That's four. They'll split the Bills. That's five. Go through that. I can find five of the more games that they can win. So ten, I, again, I said Chiefs. That's a loss, probably. <laughs> Ravens. That's a loss. Uh, okay. Seahawks, Seahawks. That's a loss. Raiders. <laughs> Ra- no, they beat the Raiders. They beat the Raiders. They Broncos. Depending on where that is. Yeah. yeah. At home. They'll win now. Okay. 49ers. That's a they loss. lost. Texans. Cardinals. That's a, win. That's a win. Chargers. That's a win. Rams. Uh, That's a win. It depends on the Chargers. The Chargers well, could be up I, and coming. I, I, know, I, 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 don't I, say, know. I say possible wins. All those other ones are possible wins. Any given That's Sunday. A lot of losses any given. We're 10 and 6. We only you had gave the, them seven losses. In no, that. we had to guarantee four losses. The guarantee four losses are the Niners. The, the, Seahawks. The, the NFC West is guaranteed losses outside of the Rams. <laughs> outside of Rams. Outside of the Rams. I don't think the Rams. Um, so the 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals. Chiefs, Ravens. They'll Cardinals, be the Cardinals. That's four. And he said split with the Bills. That's five. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Broncos, possibly, depending oh, yeah. on where that's six. Mm-hmm. That's six, ten, and six. The ball bounced right 11 to five. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, it is interesting that, because um, Sherman made the point that How's an MVP like Cam only getting paid seven million dollars when? Why has he got to prove himself all over again? All over again. Not, not, not understand about being hurt, but yeah. at least start at ten. Yeah, you you, you look you at, start at ten. You look at you don't the, go. You look, you, know, at, you look at what the Dolphins did with um with your boy Cutler. Cutler. They gave him ten. 
He started he had, 10. He had sat out a whole year drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> now he got on night goggles, messing around with his chickens and stuff. I mean, Cutler's on Instagram now. Uh, yeah, Instagram that he was doing it. Wow. Who would have thought? Uh, <laughs> I never thought I would see this got thing come. million. Dollars. Do what he want to do. Oh, boy. Make sure you follow DNA Sports Talk on. On Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on. Instagram. DNA Sports Talk on. Snapchat. DNA Sports Talk on. Facebook. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Website. www.dnasportstalk.com. Uh, reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. You're dead already. It's your turn this weekend. <laughs> I know. It's Mondays. Turn. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's my turn this time. It happens. <laughs> I'm back here next Monday. Oh, WWE <laughs> 1100 AM. Hey, Peace. go check out Uppity on Netflix. Yes, sir. Peace. <laughs>